This is Chatterbox, hosted by Queen Dina on WJYN 98.5 Uptown Radio. Welcome to Chatterbox with Queen Dina. I am your host, Queen Dina, and I am here today with my co-host from Thursday Night Groove. We are here doing episode two with our guests, James Allen and Dave Mack of Mack's Brewing Company. We're so excited to have them here. But before we get started, we're going to take a short break. So we'll be right back with them. Start the timer. No, uh, but remember we have to go break after like it's it's forty five minutes and we gotta break. Set fifteen and then we can extend five minutes if we need to. Welcome back to Chatterbox with Queen Dina. Again, I'm your host, Queen Dina. I'm so excited to have my guests here and my lovely co-host, DJ DJ and Leon Xavier. Um, so how are you guys doing, first off? How's your day? Amazing. <laughs> Life is good. Okay, so it's going to be kind of complicated because we have to share this microphone, but... Um, I'm going to start with our guests. I want you guys to just introduce yourself, your name, uh, what you do, who you are, what you're excited about talking about today. Go ahead. Let's start with James. Hey, what's up? I'm James Allen, a Philadelphia hip-hop recording artist. Um, I'm excited to talk about this new album I just released. Uh, it's called King's Rise. Yeah. yeah. Dave Mack of Mack Brewing Co., up-and-coming brewery in Philadelphia, based on West Philly. Um, and we can talk about everything, unreleased beers, have a few drinks. Okay. Ooh, I'm excited. Um, so yeah, so I'm first, I'm going to start about, um, how you guys are doing because we're finally breaking out of COVID a little bit. Um, actually I kind of heard we might get shut down again soon actually. So we were starting to break out of it and now we might be back in Side and quarantine and depressed again. So how are you guys dealing with all of this right now? So for me, it's kind of been like just an up and down roller coaster. Like things will stop and then things will start. Like I had a lot of shows booked. Um, those things slowed down and then the online performances picked up. So it kind of like balances itself out for me. Yeah. Uh, a lot of cancellations. A um, couple beer festivals that I can't go to because of COVID. But as far as like planning, um, being a little bit more strategic with, you know, how I need to roll out different releases. Um, majority of my like my fundraising was already on online anyway, so it didn't really affect me that much. But I was like for this summer, I was definitely looking to like get out and like get my face out there more um, and get the company out a little little better. Okay, talk a little bit about your fundraiser, like what you're currently trying to raise money for. Um, well, right now, currently trying to raise money for a brick and mortar location, um, because with an up and coming brewery, you have to buy the building first before you can get licensed to actually start making beer. Um, so you have to like pretty much go in debt before you can actually Make start beer. start doing business. So then, what happens if you get the brewery, you get the property, and then you get denied a license? You gotta well honestly like it's, it's really just like you know um checking balances on like it has to pass code 
So it's just like if you was like up uh, getting a house, redoing it, and you mm -hmm. have to make sure it passed certain codes or everything. That's all you're doing, but mm -hmm. you have to get the building. So just really trying to find a location. I'm from West Philly. Um, I actually went to school up the street from here at Ben Franklin. So I want the the comp I want the building in West Philly because mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to brewing, that's a form of art. So when it comes to like you, you never really see black faces when it comes to brewing beer. We always hear about you know different Ciroc and different just different types of alcohol, mm -hmm. but we don't really pay attention to the actual beer industry. Um, and especially when it comes to like hip hop music and art, it's really it coincides with each other. So yeah. I want to put it back in West Philly. I want kids and just young adults to be able to see another way, another avenue. I like that because you're one of the first black-owned brewing companies in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. correct? Yes. And then I know there's also what's the other one? Two, two, two locals. Two locals. Mm -hmm. And that's the only two I know. I knew of you, and I knew of two locals. <laughs> yeah, there like Harris other? Family Brewery. Um, they're in Harrisburg. Uh, as far as PA is concerned, I think that's it. Don't wow. Quote me. Um, but you have uh, Crowns and Hops on the West Coast. It's, it's I, I believe, as of right now, it's probably about 49 black-owned breweries. In the country? In the, in the world. In the world. <laughs> okay. Um, that, num that number may have risen mm -hmm. or dropped because a lot of people with brick and mortar, you have a lot of people that, like I said, they're putting the money together to get the building going and then buy all the equipment. And then you were planning for this summer. So imagine everybody who may have took out a loan or <laughs> may have did all that and then COVID hit. Now you're behind eight ball. That's crazy. That's crazy <laughs> and sad. And but I'm excited for you. Gotcha. I'm excited that you are doing this and like kind of breaking molds and like showing uh, young black people another avenue of uh, this field because, like you said, you have like the Ciroc's and like people representing different liquors and like coming mm -hmm. up with different things. But like beer and also wine i feel like not a lot of black uh people are in wine either it's, it's it's a couple i just actually got a wine yesterday from a uh ebony ebony ebony's wines and spirits okay. i believe the name i may have messed the name up um but i haven't tried it just yet it's actually sitting in the fridge it's a bottle of riesling and that's a black owned company as well um, i love me so a riesling too with with covid um with the, what it has done it is it has made people like sit down and do some research. So when you start hearing about black owned breweries or just black owned businesses in general, we have time now to do research. So a lot of people are, you know, with the COVID, a lot of people are are looking them up and supporting them. So with the fundraising wide, we have a we have t shirts, pa uh patches, stickers. The stickers come with a free gift. The yeah. free gift. Is you know, the, is the, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we've been we've been pretty much sending those out and getting people local deliveries, things of that nature. Okay, I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. Wait, oh. I got I got one question. So what got you into brewing? Um, I've been a beer drinker for quite a while. Um, I used to go to a local brewery or a local. Uh, nano brewery here called nodding head mm. this is when i might have been 19. <laughs> um but i always like like ipas um and stouts porters and you don't really get that mm. with the mainstream beers yeah. and when i started like think i always thought i needed like this big 
like building like this. And I had a friend who had just graduated from law school who was making beer in her South Philly apartment. And South Philly apartments aren't that big. So once I seen that, I said, this is all I need. So I started like playing with the idea while I was in college. And a lot of my friends. <laughs> so, so what did that setup look like in the, in the South Philly apartment? Because now I got to know. Like, <laughs> like with that one, it was like she was a home brewer. So it was just like your typical homebrew sets, buckets, uh, glass carboys, um, five, like a pot that uh, most people would normally cook like crab, crab legs in. Wow. Something like that. Like <laughs> that, that I'm trying to give you a, a visual of it. And I, start, I went down to college. I went to Johnson C. Smith in Charlotte. So a lot of my friends, uh, they smoke left-handed cigarettes. So <laughs> I, like, I like that term right there. <laughs> so um, my whole thing was I wanted, and I smoke cigars, so I wanted something that I could smoke my cigar in 90-degree weather in Charlotte and not have a single malt wow. or, or, or some type of whiskey. Yeah. And IPAs was how I did it. So my first creation was the Mac IPA. It's a 10% IPA, but it's smooth. It's not oh, wow. like the... It's for a person that doesn't like IPAs, Indian parallels, it's it's very smooth uh, for the palate. Wow. Okay, so I don't like IPAs either. So I my, so it's not like super hoppy and like on the back end. Okay. But I do have a honey. Uh the one I'm drinking right now is lemongrass and honey. Uh it's not released <laughs> yet. Um it's an ale, but this comes in at 14%. Okay. Oh. Fourteen <laughs> percent? We gonna talk. I like yeah. that. I like and that. I have another one uh, that's not released yet. I call it High Noon, a very, very limited batch, and that comes in at nineteen point six percent. I like high gravity <laughs> beers. I feel like you know my my beers, like I said, music. Um, this is just an art form. So like I like to the fact that you can have a beer, sit back, listen to some music. Right. You know, this this isn't your chugging beer. This isn't your flip cup beer. Right, right, right. You'll 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 die. <laughs> <laughs> you will you will wake up the next morning and not know what happened. That's what's up though. I like that you you know care about your brand and stuff like that. And I like that you mentioned that because it's the same thing with like Hennessy and certain cognacs and stuff. You know people try and chug it and do it. You know mm -hmm. it's like this is a respectable drink. You know like yeah. you respect the drink, it'll respect you back. You gotta treat it like yeah. I remember growing up when I first got my license. You had to like the the terminology my parents used was like treat it like a loaded gun. You know right. you have to be very careful when you're yeah. driving this car. And that's kind of the same philosophy I use when it comes to alcohol. Right. Um, we, you know, because in America, we have to wait till we're 21. So you're itching. You're right. waiting to get to the bar. You're waiting right, to drink. Right, right. You just want to keep drinking, keep drinking. It ain't right. soda. Right, right. So uh, an ounce, a two-ounce shot is actually so pretty much all you need. Now, you can, right. you can be a big boy and take more than that. Right. But now you're just being abusive. Right, <laughs> like right, you, right. You, have to, you have to respect. If you respect it, it will respect you. So with, with the whole brand itself, I want to bring more awareness of this alcoholism mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. and how to spot it right. and be respectful on, you know, how to consume it. Right. That's what's up, man. I know exactly what you mean, too, about the cigars and stuff, because mm -hmm. um, a couple of my friends went to uh, Claflin University. Mm -hmm. I think it's in North Carolina or South no, Carolina. No, Claflin, that's in South Carolina. South, yeah, so I already know how it is. You know, trying to smoke <laughs> a cigar, you know, mm -hmm. celebration or something, you know, you want to drink, so... That's awesome, man. So where is it available for like purchase now? Is there any way you could get like an order or something or? So you would buy the sticker. 
Okay. Um, okay. That would okay. be that would be your donation. Okay. And then we would have a free gift that will also come with the sticker. Okay. That you will receive as well. Is there like a do you have like website, social media website? Okay, um, cool. Social media website is going to be Mac Brewing Co. M A C K Brewing Co. Okay. .com, um, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Okay. Uh, just all one word. Cool, man. Check you out, man. Much success to you. That, that sounds you, awesome. Thank you. Man. That sounds awesome. All right. So I don't want to neglect our other guest, James. Hello. Hey, how you doing? What's up? What's up? How are you? Very good. Thank you so much for being here again. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you because I listened to your whole album two days ago. Oh, wow. Thanks. I sat down and like... I had heard a couple of your songs before, and I was banging with it. So I was just like, okay, like this new album, I'm ready, I'm ready. And I sat there, and I was with my mom, and we both sat there and listened to the whole thing straight through. Like we were just like, I like this, I like it. King's Rise, that's what it's called. Yeah. And you, I liked it so much that we ended up almost going through your whole discography because wow. my mom was really banging with it because there wasn't really any profanity. Right. You don't really curse at all. Not too much. And she hates music with a lot of cursing. She cannot stand it. To her, it is filth. And she won't listen to it. And she was like, "You, this boy got more? Put on something else. I like him. So... <laughs> What's up, Mom? <laughs> um, but... I heard that you, so this album you wrote, you dedicated it to your father, correct? Correct. Can you talk about a little bit why you did that? I mean, he's your father, but like, what inspired that? Okay, so um, so my parents are alcoholics, and that's something they battle with on a daily. Mm -hmm. And um, my, pa my father, had to, he, he took a fall, and he hit his head, and um, he had to stay in a nursing home for about 30 days. So he couldn't walk or talk or anything like that. And the nursing home was saying that, he would never walk or talk again, and he has to stay there. So I was traveling from Philly. He lives in Atlantic City. So I was traveling from Philly to Atlantic City, just back and forth. And um, throughout that stay, I, did, I started to believe the nurses or whatever. And um, I forgot that if you have the will to do anything, you can get back up. So um, I believed that he would never walk or talk again. So I was just scheduling my visits to go see him, you know, just to be there for him. And um, by the end of that stay, he walked out of the nursing home having a conversation. Mm -hmm. And they said he would never walk or talk again. So at that moment, I was inspired. I'm like, wow, that's my father. And that's my father, so that's in me. And that's how the, the, the title of the album came about, King's Rise. So he got back up out of that situation. And it just gave me motivation to just keep going whenever, no matter what I go through or no matter what roadblocks come my way, I can always get back up. I love that. Congratulations to your father. Yeah, I'm definitely. so happy that he recovered. That's amazing. Because right. uh, a lot of people don't get back up from right. situations like that. So blessings to you and your family. Yeah. Um, and I, I wanted to say that too, your album was very inspirational, like off the rip, like when you come in strong mm -hmm. on the first uh, song, Lemonade, right. and it's about making, lemon, making lemonade out of lemons right. from your trials and tribulations. And that was like really powerful. And like the way you just come off the mic too, there's no intro, no nothing. You just <laughs> hop in there and it's just words of wisdom and power. And it's, it's a great album. Yeah, Everybody you. needs to go stream and listen. It's only 24 minute song. Yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. songs. Yeah, sure. yeah, it was like two plus minutes each song, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. So good, so good. Y'all have questions for Mr. James? I was about to say, I almost shed a tear listening to that story. I swear, oh, that was crazy. But what 
I know other people can like put your music in a genre, but what would you say it is? You know what I'm saying? As far as the genre, yeah. it just, just organic hip hop. Um, people compare me to J Cole, like Wale, Logic, that type of um, that that uh, section of music. So like listening to it, you three people popped out at me in the beginning when you hopped in. Your style reminded me of Meek. Somewhere in the middle, you reminded me of Anderson Pop, mm. and then towards the end, you reminded me of like J Cole or Kendrick. Yeah. That, yeah, that was the progression for me. That's great. That's great. People, great company. <laughs> yeah. So I know you said um, the digital shows and online uh, real estate has opened up for you since mm -hmm. you know COVID and stuff. Obviously, how's that been? Well, it's been pretty good. Um, a lot of my bookings come through Instagram, which is like my oh. where my main following is. So people will see me post something, they're like, "Oh, I like what he's doing. Let me hit him up." And, I'll be on everybody's Instagram live performing. Yeah. yeah. I did a couple of Zoom shows and everything. Okay. So the best way to book you is just through Instagram. Do you have a website and stuff like that uh, as yeah. well too? So uh, JamesAllenRaps.com. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, definitely check you out, man. Um, I also wanted to talk about, because we don't want to skip over the come up story. So we talked about where you are now, but I saw your albums and tracks and stuff dated back to about 2013. So I want to talk about your journey a little bit, but we will do that after this break. So we'll be right back with James Allen and David Mack. Hi, this is Linda Richardson, president of the Uptown Entertainment and Development Corporation. The Uptown Entertainment and Development Corporation is a nonprofit tax exempt organization and is the owner of the historic Uptown Theater and WJYN 98.5 FM. The restoration of the Uptown Theater into a multimedia tech center needs your help. We are requesting donations to restore the Uptown Theater to preserve R&B history and renovate the theater into a performing arts venue. For more information, call 215-236-1878 or visit philadelphiauptowntheater.org and make an online donation. Okay, so we are back still with James Allen and David Mack. Um, so... First, I'm going to talk a little bit about what's going on on stage right now. Uh, for those of you listening on the radio, you can't see us. Um, our YouTube videos can see us. Uh, but we just poured some of David Mack's uh, new IPA. It hasn't been, it's not an IPA? Yeah, this is a, um... yeah. okay. <laughs> it's a lot going on. Um, this is the lemongrass and honey ale. Okay. So this is about... 14%. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. I've never had a beer that was 14% alcohol. You, you're really like trying to get people to sip on this. You, you're like, please take your time. <laughs> um, so th it's a beautiful color. It's very gold. It's not transparent at all. It's kind of cloudy. But yeah, so that's what we're doing right now. We're trying it. We're tasting it. I'm excited to try it, but um, sorry, I just wanted to get this comment out. I appreciate that it's 14% because my issue with drinking is <laughs> like when we go out, I don't always want to drink a bunch of liquor and take shots. Sometimes I just want to sip on something. So I feel like it gives you that percent to get feel a little groovy, have fun, but 
You don't gotta kill yourself. Yeah, we definitely do. Cause I hate when beer is like five percent. You gotta drink a hundred of them and you get all. Four. I don't want drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <laughs> we're gonna go back to James though. Uh, before we went on break, we I said I wanted to talk a little bit about his come up journey, because uh, like I said, your first album or, was released in 2013, I believe yeah, it was. Yeah. So like, talk about a little bit how you got started in music and then your journey from then to now, because now is a different, whole different time than right. seven years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. Um. So 2013 was when I, I kind of made a transition from uh. My old rap name was Jay Chrome. This was kind of when I, the, I named the, that album title was uh, James Allen. So that's kind of when I made my transition to, to really figuring out who I was as an artist and as a person. Um, so that's where it started. Um, I kind of realized that that's what I wanted to do. I had a job, I was a security guard. I was working down at the Constitution Center. And um, one night they had a, a show, it was a performance. And I was working, but I was like, we had to face the door and look outside. We couldn't watch the show. And they, I just, the supervisor just tell, kept telling me, yo, you can't watch the show. You got to watch the door. And I was like, I don't want to do this. I'd rather be on that stage right now. Like, like they killing it. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. So that's when I realized, like, all right, I don't want to be here. I don't know. I want to do music, you know? So, yeah. Okay. How old were you when that happened? Uh, 2013, I was 20-something. <laughs> right, <laughs> twenty something. I'm about to be thirty two this year, so yeah. Congrats! Right. Wow. When did you uh figure out that you could run? Um, kind of at a young, probably like seven years old. I just just like freestyle over um, just just rapping on tape recorders and just freestyling. Right. And I I kind of watched the things on TV and I realized, oh, I like this. Right, right. Yeah. So Matt comes over to you. He's like, listen, I'm gonna give you case of beer. You got three artists to choose that you're going to drink the case of beer with. Who would you sit down and have that conversation with and enjoy those beers with? To sit down and have a conversation with? Uh, probably Hove. Uh, probably if we could bring Nipsey back, I probably definitely want to sit down with Nipsey, man. R.P. Uh, Nipsey. And uh, probably Cole, just to see where his mind at. Yeah. So the thousand, what was the uh, what's the meme? Would you rather take the hundred thousand oh, dollars for a that. conversation <laughs> with Ho? I, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. Hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. I already know what you gonna say. You take yeah. the money, aren't you? No. Are you gonna talk to Ho? I mean, sure. Why not? True. Yeah, I definitely take the conversation with Ho. Take the Ho. I'm taking that bread. I'm never having that conversation <laughs> with Ho. <laughs> like, if he was like, yo, no, <laughs> hundred thousand. <000. laughs> I respect it though. That shows like how dedicated you are to the to the craft and stuff. So I commend you. For I that. feel like I'll, I'll earn a million million just by no, talking to him. Yeah, if it was more than a hundred thousand, I might take the money. But a hundred thousand, like, <laughs> like I know what I could do with that money, but it's not it's it's not gonna achieve my dreams. Oh, like, hundred thousand, you can probably like book. Book Jay Z for something. You dig like a like a little slot, little slot, hundred thousand. You don't think you could get Jay Z in a room for hundred thousand? Get him in a room? Yeah. Maybe at a table sitting watching the show. He's that's that's all I need. No, no I'm not getting like no. A hundred thousand will get Jay Z to like maybe drive past the restaurant and wave or something. Hey, like I'm not. Hold up. Wasting money on that. But imagine you put on the flyer that we getting a drive-by by Hove. 
people will stand outside Selling and just wait for him to drive by and not buy tickets. Imagine, um, man. Imagine on the flyer. Pull up, buy hold. You dig? That's a that's a good joint. That's a good joint. <laughs> okay. Well, so we talked about your start, James. <laughs> so between um, 2013 and 2020, now what changes have you? found in yourself as an artist as well as in the industry that you're in because you're still an independent artist so how has that outlook for you um so it's just been this constant growth um i just find myself getting better every day that's kind of my goal just like if i'm a little bit better every day i know i'm going in the right direction so it's just been constant shows uh, uh, a lot of trial and error you know yeah, from that point until now, I've seen a, I've seen a lot of growth. Like even when I go back and watch my my YouTube videos, anything like that, I can see. I kind of cringe at the old stuff now. It's like all right, so I know I've grown a lot when I can see my mistakes from back then. I hate. I, I'm the person. I don't need to see my mistakes from behind because they're constantly playing in my head, <laughs> and I'm cringing all the time. I'm just like, oh, I said that. Sometimes walking home from work, I'm just like, wow, remember that time you did that really stupid thing? And I'm like, wow, ooh, ooh, and I'm twitching, and I'm so I'm just I'm always thinking about my mistakes and how I can improve myself, right. which is tedious and anxiety-inducing, but Definitely. important at the same time. Have y'all ever been to a restaurant and the server was like, enjoy your food, and you were like, you too? Definitely. <laughs> That's the type of stuff that replays in my mind all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what bothers you? That's the mistakes I'll be thinking of. I'm like, damn, I would have somebody say, like, what's up? And I'll be like, good. <laughs> <laughs> that never happened to y'all? I mean, it has, but those are the type of things that I think about. Afterwards, oh, I just kind of let it go. No. <laughs> you don't think about your past mistakes or anything? You just... No, I'm just kidding. No, I think um, <laughs> no, mistakes are definitely your best teacher. You know, we talk all the time, like, no one could tell you how to get it. People can only tell you how they got it. So mm -hmm. if you're not making mistakes, you're really not doing nothing. And my mm -hmm. pops would always tell me, like, work towards your dream, do something. Like, even if you're doing something wrong, do something. So I like that. I mean... Depends on what you're doing, <laughs> but like if you're committing murder, I don't, I don't think you should keep going. <laughs> but um, I'm just saying. Uh, so again, thank you guys for joining us. But we're gonna talk a little bit about like journeys in general. Um, so Mac Brewing Company started back in 2013 as well, or 2016, 2016. The actual on paper we're going to say 2018 the actual 18. thought of it we're going back to like 2009 wow okay um, so just getting like the thought like it went from a, a a plethora of different names that i was coming up with um all types of like play on pawns of like the name and me being from philly and then it was just the logo had came um and then everything from there like i was really nervous about like putting out product of like getting people to taste it. And then it wasn't, like I said, you have to have a, it was my friends. So once they started tasting and I have people that literally don't enjoy craft beer, mm -hmm. <laughs> like don't like it at all, but they'll drink mine. And then they got to a point and my, my friends are, they're rude um, <laughs> for, lack of, for lack of the profanity I will use to describe them, but they are very, very blunt 
<laughs> on I know I don't like it. This this really sucks. So if they tell me it's good, I'm like, oh all right. I can I can do something with that. So that's how I started moving forward. And um I was in North Carolina and I knew I didn't want to like start the business there. Like I said, I wanted to show people a different avenue on, you know, how to be successful. So when I came back home, that's when things started taking off as far as like uh, getting the notoriety, um, getting mentions in like Forbes magazine and things of that nature. So just to like come up slowly and, and appreciate it. Like I don't, I have one beer, you're drinking a second one. I had a third one, but I don't want to be that guy that's just like, you never heard of me, but now I have 10 different beers. Mm -hmm. So try them. And not to say that it's anything wrong with that, but I want to take my time and make sure that every product is right. So that way when it comes out and we're looking back 10, 20 years from now, you can actually see the growth of each product and how it moved. Okay. So I'm going to throw this out there because I want to talk to James about it too. So it's kind of like less is more. Um, you know, you're not trying to turn out like too many products because that waters down like the authenticity and the um, quality sometimes because you're not taking your time to perfect it and everything. And then I feel also with like James, a lot of your songs are very short. They're mm -hmm. very to the point. You just hop in, hop out, but you feel, you still get feel like it's a completed song. Mm -hmm. Like some people now they're putting out these one, two minute songs for like TikTok value yeah. and they're trash. Like, yeah, I don't want to listen to it. Or if I do listen to it, it makes me upset. Like, cause I'm just, or it's it's not a complete song, really. And you hear it and you're just like, okay, I mean, that was good, but that, it didn't give me anything. But like your music, like I said, your whole album, each song was like two minutes and it gave me everything I needed. Uh, even your, mo your number one song on Spotify right now is a minute long, a minute and four seconds. <laughs> It's great. It's called self-love. It's super good. So I feel like you both have that kind of, if it's enough, it's enough. And I'm going to work with that. So what what do you think drives that mindset of like, I don't need to do more here? Like, because some people need to do extra mm -hmm. and aren't doing it. Or some people just do extra because they think they need to do mm -hmm. extra. All right, so I, I started out writing like long songs or whatever. And from doing that and kind of, um, perfecting it in my own way, I kind of learned what goes into a song. So now I can uh, take a long song and then shorten it to know how much to keep in it to make it uh, still fulfilling. So that's kind of, you know, how I did that. Okay. So like, you just cut off, like when you, you make the long song and then you hear it back and just like, I just need this. Right, throw some paint on the wall and then see what I need to take off. Yeah. Okay, I like that makes sense too, because a lot of your songs, it sounds like there's more, and then it mm -hmm. ends, and it's like, okay, well, I guess there's not. I guess yep. that's it. <laughs> okay, I like that policy. I like short songs, honestly, I'm not going to lie. So, But I also, I, me and DJ are producers, and we do it the same exact way. We just like play some keys, and then throw some hi-hats on it, mm -hmm. and it might be hot, or it might not. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I like that. Sometimes, like you said, less is more. I like the one minute songs. Tierra Wax, shout out to Tierra Wax. Oh, yeah. She's from Philly. You know, her one project, everything was minute. I remember people were tweeting, like, I know somewhere in the world the rest of the song is somewhere, mm -hmm. but that's dope, man. I, I like that. Yeah, I don't I don't think people, I mean, I do appreciate, you know, the four minute songs too, like with mm -hmm. the intros. I'm not a fan of outros. I think they're 
tedious. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I do. I don't like. It's like the intro is <laughs> fine, but don't give me another thirty seconds after the song ends. I don't need it. I don't want it. <laughs> Ella made chatting at the end of all her songs. Okay, that yeah. makes me upset. Like you should have just ended it. It was done. It was done. You know what? <laughs> now you just reminded me that like old songs like Stevie Wonder Jones mm-hmm. are like six, seven minutes long. Yeah. But I do like a lot of songs from back then because they arranged music different back then. Um, well, they actually arranged it in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, back then, if you listen to a six-minute song, there's the intro, the verse, the da-da-da, there's a bridge, mm-hmm. there's a break, there's a this, there's a that, and people just don't even make music like that at all, right. you know? Yeah, no. Uh, back then is a different breed because they, what what's that song that it's literally ten minutes? The it's like a hip, a, a hop, a hippie to the hip. Oh, yeah, yeah, rap. Yeah, that song is ten minutes long. It's a freestyle, uh-huh. and it's in one take. That's <laughs> <laughs> just crazy, and it's still one of the most timeless songs ever. So like, long songs are great, but if you can get it in two minutes, and that's all you need. Just oh, let it go. <laughs> Shout out to Black Eyed Peas. They have the best song structure to this day because they're the only people that still structure their songs at all. And then next time y'all listen to a Black Eyed Peas song, listen to the whole thing. It always does the same thing. It's like verse, uh, verse, hook, verse, hook, bridge. Every single song is like that. It is a formula, and it's a banger formula. I feel like production time has changed though because producing has changed so much. Like it's nothing now to just go on the internet, you know, with your laptop and you can make a hundred, you know, one minute songs. But back then, you know, everything recorded live, you bringing the guitars in, the drums, the guitars. Like, yes, we are making a 10 minute song today. Yeah, like, exactly. I am setting all this up to play the keys for one minute. <laughs> Ooh, like Bohemian Rhapsody. Did anybody watch that movie, Bohemian Rhapsody? Anyone? No? About Queen. It was about Queen. That show was banging. No, that movie was banging. (laughs) Great movie, great movie, great movie. No, it was a really great movie. And then they had a part where they um, made the song Bohemian Rhapsody and that whole process. And they were supposed to be writing an entire album. And instead of writing an entire album, they wrote that one song. And they brought in everything from like spoons to like plates and trash cans and layered everything. Like even the chorus parts was one dude just layering because his range was so uh, wide. They just had him do all the parts over and over and over. And back then they had like, their equipment was not what we had today. And that song is again, one of the most timeless songs. Everybody covers that song, everybody remixes it, does whatever to it. And it's 10 minutes, and they brought that back to their record company, and they said, this is garbage. <laughs> like, we don't understand what you're talking about. We are not putting this out. Like, chop it up. Like, you were supposed to give me an album. And they put it out anyways, and now it is what it is. So, yeah, music back then was super different and amazing. Um, so I do want to comment on this beer because I tasted it, and I didn't get to comment on it. It is delicious. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm halfway drunk already. <laughs> no, it's it's so good. Um, like you said, it's not super hoppy. Mm-hmm. Like the bitters in it, I, it's smooth. It's light. You want to sip it. You don't want to just chug mm-hmm. it back because it tastes good. Like I feel like a lot of um, beers with like high alcohol content, it's 
has like this um it leaves this texture mm -hmm. in your mouth that's not pleasant <laughs> it's just not it just, it just leaves like a what you were saying that like saliva y mm -hmm. feeling and that does this beer doesn't do that so that's I'm, that's the aim like i said i want to like try to get you to really really enjoy it and have a conversation like what we're doing right now is literally why i designed the beer that way i want you to sit back i want you to drink and then if you actually get through a six pack it's not going to be like oh man i just drank a six pack so i'm like damn i shouldn't have did that <laughs> <laughs> like you're not going anywhere just just chalk it <laughs> So do you make um, sours as well, too? Um, eventually, I'll get into sours. Um, I Literally, I have a book of, of like ideas I have come up with from 09 up to now. And I've literally, this one wasn't even in the list. I literally just thought about this one day and made it. Um, so I still have a few different recipes that I haven't tried yet. And I'm just waiting to, you know, get it out there. What is like the... Um... I guess turnaround time from getting it from like idea to ingredients, like making the beer. You like music, you know, it's like, all right, we're gonna go to the studio for four hours, you know, we'll have something done. But how does that work with like the beer? Um, I'll come up with like flavors I wanna use. Okay. So I kinda, I, I don't know if everyone does it this way, um, but even like when I'm getting dressed, I'll pick the shoes first Same. and then pick the rest of the outfit. Okay. So I'll come up with the, the flavors that I would like. Um, if I wanna use like grapefruit or anything like that, I'll come up with that. And then from there, based on the flavoring, I'll say, all right, I want it to be this style because that'll that'll go with it from there. And then I try it. Like it takes probably like two or three weeks. So I once I make it, I write it down, and then I gotta wait to try it and hope uh, maybe I like it, maybe I won't. All right. So unfortunately we have to wrap up the discussion portion of our show. Um, thank you guys so much for being here, David Mack thank and you, James Allen. We will be back with James Allen because he's going to perform a set for us. And we're going to talk to him a little bit about what he's going to perform. But before we cut out um, and end our segment with Dave and my lovely co-host, could you tell us again where we can find you, find your company, all of that? Uh, Mac Brewing Co., M-A-C-K. Brewing Co. on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, the website. It's all the same. Instagram is pretty much how you'll get in contact with the company. Um, I'm getting better with the emails because uh, it's just too many at this point that's coming to my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I'm not I'm not forgetting about you. It's just it's, I'm, I'm very better. I'm, I'm better on Instagram. I can respond quicker. See, that's why I, I emailed you, then I DM'd you, because yeah. I'm not gonna, people do not look at their emails. I seen it, and I'm like, all right, I'm doing something right now. And then I seen the Instagram, I'm like, all right, yeah, I can do that, that's fine. I can give you, like, the short answer. When I send an email, I have to be, like, I have to be punctual, mm -hmm. you know, put a comment here. <laughs> Ooh, emails. <laughs> you got to make templates. You gotta make templates. So, so that, I'm th that's how small we are. Like I'm responding to people. <laughs> <laughs> I see negative comments, positive comments. I see them all. <laughs> okay, cool. And uh, James, where can everyone find you? Everyone can find me on all social media at James Allen Raps and uh, JamesAllenRaps.com. 
All right, cool. Yeah. So thank you everybody for joining us for our discussion today. Uh, again, these are my co-hosts, DJ DJ and Leon Xavier. Let them know where we can find them. You can find us at thursdaynightgroove.com on all social media platforms. Liam. You can also find us at Thursday Night Groove on Instagram. My name is Leon Xavier. You can find me on Instagram at Leon Xavier underscore. And this is it's DJ DJ. No, there is no underscore on Instagram. Find us. All right. And uh, again, I am your host, Queen Dina. I'm not telling you where to find me, but you can find Stumble Media Group at Stumble Music on Instagram and at Stumble Media on Twitter. So please follow us so that you can see these gentlemen and find them because we will be posting them and all of their links and things. <laughs> so again, thank you for joining us today. And we'll be right back with James Allen's performance. Have a good day. Welcome to Chatterbox with Queen Dina, or welcome back, rather. We're still here with James Allen, uh, who is about to perform for us. He's going to do a set. I'm very excited to hear it. So tell us a little bit about what you're going to be performing for us today. Okay, so today I'm going to be performing a, different, uh, a bunch of different songs from each project I put out, and also some new music from the recent project I just put out. OK, yeah. yay. I'm so excited to hear it. So we're going to go straight through. There are no breaks. So uh, I hope everybody enjoys it. I know I will. So all right. <laughs> 